Well, you might find out. <laughs> that we're going to find yeah. out. After this commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> and cut the episode here. Yep. And we're back. Okay. All right. So uh, let's continue on. So, yeah. Uh, no, we still have the torch. Yeah. Uh, it's currently on the ground, uh, still burning. Tog is hurting. So can we. Okay. It, is What other ways can I heal? Because I have one of 45 HP. Yeah. Here. So, <laughs> so on a scale of one to 45, <laughs> you're found at one. About- I'm at a one here, I'm feeling. So you actually do all have um, some medical poultices on you. It's assumed you're just each carrying about two. Uh, each one okay. heals one HP around for ten rounds. Okay, so out of combat, that's just ten HP? Yeah. Okay. Um, Tog, looking around for a moment and realizing that she has a time to, to rest, she's actually just going to chug both of them at this, at this point and double fist them and... She's she's sure that her allies will toss her one if she needs one. Okay. Uh, so yeah, they're they're actually um these kind of like medical medical like herbs and bandages you're supposed to wrap yourself in, but you're just like shoving them in your face and you're still just like yeah. <laughs> I got hit in the nose a lot. So yeah. Kind of got like a mummy thing going on. I'm talking to Hatam. She, you know that, or she knows that. That's not how that works, right? Uh, but it, it seems to be uh making her feel better. Uh, anyways, just uh. Excellent. Perhaps there is a tobacco in the poultice. <laughs> uh, Hitom is also going to use one. Okay. So yeah, kind of wrap yourself up a little bit, and I might as well since we're here. Well, if everyone's spending, I need I need you guys to carry the ones that I'm going to need later. Well, I was over half dead with one hit, so I need at least that. Uh, while we're doing this, though, I want to kind of take an ear. And sort of listen down and see if there's any sounds coming from that uh, passageway. Uh, as you do so, can I actually get a condition save from everyone here? That sounds great. And how would we do that? Uh, so in the uh, box right beside your inherent stats, you should see the saves. There will be uh, oh. disable, condition, balance, and magic. Yep. Tog got a seven. So this will be against nine? Well, nine. Remember the tie goes to the attacker, though. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Tiny Willow also got a seven. Okay. We got three sevens here. We're really lucky. We hit the jackpot. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. What did we win? If if I may ask, would this save uh, induce numbness or paralysis on me at all? You know, uh, that is actually one of the effects of it. So that makes my roll an eight. Uh, still not quite the uh, above <laughs> nine you needed, but you did do slightly better than the others. I forgot you said nine. That seems so uh, so useless now, but I'm glad I pointed out that the warden gets that ability. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, was, it, was, it was fairly close, but uh, if you had rolled that nine, you would have just been perfect. So you uh, all take five animus damage. Does that go somewhere else, or does that just go to? Um, right? No. So it, it basically it's a type of magic damage. Oh, is it sort of like a necrotic sort of yeah. draining? Okay. So uh, you can remove um, the damage you take, uh, an amount of the damage you take from your uh, using your magic reduction. Gotcha. And if any of you happen to have animus resistance, you can also remove that. I do have one damage reduction. So, a question. So, we rolled a condition save, but I actually have a magic save. So, is the reason why I was conditioned and not magic, since this uh, was a magic effect? Yes. Uh, so, it's actually a poison. Um, 
So all of you who uh, failed, which is all four of you. All of us, yeah. Uh, also take minus one strength. And you, as you're all kind of... It was almost like this wave of a sort of withering kind of energy started sapping your, your strength. Would we recognize this as a poison attack? Uh, you can... I, I suppose so, yeah. You can make a medicine check if you'd like. I don't have that skill. We wouldn't immediately recognize as something sapping us, or is that sort of a more insidious effect that wouldn't be obvious? Would Tiny Willow recognize it from the trees outside? Uh, yeah. It, not necessarily the same thing, but it does seem very similar. Because we do have those skank balls that are poison antidote. This might be the time to use those. So it it, it doesn't... um. It's it's very obvious that something happened, and basically you were all kind of like hit with this withering energy that kind of seeped into your kind of very being, and just felt very, very sickening and weakening. I think Tog should at least take it, because we need your strength. Hey, you guys, I'm feeling pretty sick and weak. <laughs> you, you look I, like I feel it. like I'm being drained in some way. <laughs> Um, so do I have any sort of inherent understanding if I take this, this, um, this doo-doo ball here or whatever it is, is this something? (laughs) Fish balls. uh, Fish balls. Yeah. Dingleberry. (laughs) Yeah. If I, if I consume the dingleberry, will, is it a preventative effect or is it a react? Like, like I am poisoned. I should take it. Or will it help me if I'm about to lose strength uh it, you know it's a bit more of the the prior so you, you take it to kind of like heal wounds that you've already taken from poison yeah in that case i will definitely take it now then yeah uh, so you, you take it uh, and consume it and you actually feel your strength kind of actually return to you as whatever was kind of weakening and draining you within your system is just gone so my strength goes back to normal do i heal the damage that i took as well not the damage okay but that i will take the strength back Tatom, Sanus, perhaps you should eat the strange balls as well. They weren't actually that bad. <laughs> I gotta say. I've had worse at some gallows before. I'm sure that it can't be anything. Oh, no! <laughs> Just swallow it. Why? Don't keep chewing it. Just swallow it. <laughs> but it's so chewy! Why do you do everything so slowly? Oh, no! It's stuck on my molar now. <laughs> no. Uh, so seeing that, I will just wait. No, <laughs> I, I'm gonna wait till I really need this. So I'll just okay. put it back into my pouch. So, um, as you guys are, as you're actually like uh, still like, kind of listening off in the the general direction, you you hear uh, the sounds of uh, something kind of moving against stone, and very quickly you see the small child climbing down the ladder. Wait, what? The same small child? Yes. Uh, I think it's one of your guys' turn to deal with this. Has the child noticed us yet? Uh, she's still kind of climbing, uh, climbing down. I'm gonna like hold up a hand, a very short hand, because I'm four four. But to say, just like, what's, what's, what's she doing? Child, child. I'm speaking in Salian. What, what are you doing? Uh, she just kind of seems to, as she gets to the the bottom, she just uh, very petulantly says, "I'm coming." All right. Well, don't hold a sword, or else you'll die. So. Uh, time out here. Uh, no, no, you are not. You are not coming with us. You are going back up the well right this instant, Missy, or you will be grounded. <laughs> she, um, she just kind of like holds her, uh, her arms out and just says, no, I'm coming. 
she still seems like she's actually uh, fairly kind of like angry and just uh, really just annoying and petulant. Job done. <laughs> Stand by. Tiny Willow has no child rearing skills. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so the the tunnel that leads into this room, how big is it? Uh, the, the the kind of hallway leading out, or the um, basically the the well opening up above. Uh, so so the well comes down, and then there's like a at least a short. I guess passageway from the bottom of the well into where we're at now. Correct? No, it's um, all just like this one kind of moderately large sized room at the bottom. Okay, so then when we go past that and we're into the tunnel, how big is that? Uh, it's only about um, 10 feet wide and about 15 feet high. All right, so I want to use my ice sheet ability. It says that I can conjure a two inch thick sheet of ice in a 20 foot radius, and I just want to make a wall so that she can't follow us. Okay. Uh, so do you wait till your allies are on the other side of the wall? Or? Yes, of course. <laughs> yes. So yeah, uh, you guys kind of all uh, are on the other side, and you just kind of like wall off the area. Oh. Yep. Uh, she just kind of seems to like feebly like slap at the the, the wall, and is like, I want to come too. Don't pick up any weapons while you're in there. Pro tip. So she's evil, right? We're all on the same page? I mean, she's certainly some sort of strange lizard beast, so I I, I can't guess as to her motives. I'm right here. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and make one more of those. I'm going to double it up so that, because I'm sure it's going to melt, you know, if I'm trying to make it a little bit uh, sturdier. Okay. And I'll say, we must hurry, because I don't know how long that will last. Okay. So you, uh, you wall off the area and uh, double it up. And uh, you guys head on down. If you think it wise to trap the child in the well. It's better than her following us, I would assume. She has no weapons. The stone giant won't attack her. Who knows what we're going to face down here. She may be at least as effective as Tog. Hey. You're right. I'm not feeling great. Little girl, can, can you swing a sword? No. She'll be fine down there. I mean, th- there's a there's a giant guardian beast there. Anything that comes down there to do her harm will surely, surely draw a weapon and, you know, incite the wrath of that thing as well, like we did. So I think that actually might be one of the safer places for her to be, if she can sit still. Let's go quickly. Moving. Do, 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 do. You uh, quickly head on down the hallway, and as you do, you actually notice several more statues here, all standing on uh, various pedestals. Swords in sheaths. Any more writing on any of them? Uh, the same sort of writing on the the bases of them that you uh, saw previously. Okay. This one says, "Some people call me Maurice." Wow! 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 You uh, you descend uh, deeper into the uh, this this area, and the the tunnel actually kind of curves and dips downwards as it goes. Not really a stairway, just kind of like a a nice gradual slope downwards. Okay, every so often we'll stop and listen again for anything that we hear. So, what did the little sapling say to the big oak tree? What tiny willow? Leave me alone. All right, so you've done the leaf one like three times in the past five minutes. Have I? Yeah, I mean, surely you should know more about trees than that by now. I am sorry. At my age, you sometimes repeat facts and important things. Facts? (laughs) 
Impo- uh, all right, sure. So, Tiny Willow. Yes. Did you uh, did you hear about the Almiran who didn't want to leave her house? No. She was having a uh, she was having a bad hair day. <laughs> oh, because you're a rabbit. <laughs> Tiny Willow doubles over, uh, which makes Tiny Willow l- roughly a foot tall. Uh, 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 Did you hear about the other Calamir uh, that made fun of my horns in the bar the other day? Oh, no, because no, they're no. dead. I killed them. <laughs> Let us move on, friends. That is not funny. I don't get it. Where's the punchline? <laughs> Dog punches someone. <laughs> I can't. I can't bear arms down here. You, you're lucky. I cannot draw my sword down here. So yeah. Um, as you're kind of heading uh, deeper down, um, the statues actually kind of like stop, and you come across a a fairly fairly large room. There is about a five-foot walkway around the edges of the room, and in the center is just this massive, empty, massive pool that looks like maybe at one time probably had water in it, but is now just filled with skulls and skeletons and bones. Oh, skull hole. These are always great to stumble upon. <laughs> um, the, the walls are, uh, once again, kind of like covered in murals, and uh, you actually spy a bit of writing at the far end of the pool. And on the opposite side of the uh, pool from where you guys enter from is a doorway that has no door handles or anything else that kind of looks like you could pull on. This writing seems familiar. Pretty obvious, the writing on the wall here. So I will make my way to it. What are you talking about? I can't even read it. (laughs) You need more beta carotene. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) This I'm not role-playing right now. <laughs> this passage states, why don't trees like jokes? It can't state that. <laughs> it really can't. I think you're, this, I think you're making this, one up. This, the phrase here, this says, they are easily stumped. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> I do. You're about to enter the autumn of your life here if you keep this up. I'm already there, my friend. <laughs> so you, uh, so Sanus approaches uh, the writing. Do you kind of just like uh, walk into the the pool with all these these skeleton uh, kind of like? Well, well, no, no, I'm not walking into the pool. Like I just want to try to see the writing where I'm at. Okay. I don't know- yeah, where, where's the writing? It's it's on the opposite side of this pool. Yeah, um, down down on like basically like, like the pool wall. Oh, oh so I, I want to get closer to it, but I don't actually want to get into the pool if I can help it. Okay. Now, when something grabs me later and pulls me in, I understand that's not my problem. You know, that's that's what. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So you want to just kind of like walk around the uh, the edges. Yes. Uh, as you're doing so, um, at the far end of the room, in each of the corners, uh, is actually. A, a stone bowl kind of coming out of the wall. And you can actually see that there's a little water inside. Um, so you actually uh, get to the, the a little closer to the, the other side of the pool, kind of um, looking at the writing. Can I get a, another linguistics check from you? I got a 12. So yeah, you got the, you're in the pool. Uh, you, you've knowledgeed up the, uh, the wall. 
And it actually says, uh, the dark shall lead you forwards. I will translate to everyone. The dark shall lead us forward. That could be a reference to the door with no handle. Perhaps we need to have a shadow fall on it or turn off the lights. Um, is there anything about the water that seems significant? I think there's some sort of ritual we're supposed to like, you know. Oh, uh, you can make a spirituality. Ch- oh, you actually already did so previously. Uh, you actually know a lot about the, the Silian and Lasari rituals in this area. The, the walls, the, the murals on the walls actually display a number of Lasari and Silian actually being cast into this vast ocean and kind of their souls being purified and kind of being lifted up. And you, you do know that um, water actually played a fairly large part in a lot of the cleansing rituals in this area. But uh, nothing particularly associated with darkness. Um, you mind if I take a wild leap here? Have at. Taug, uh, she snuffs out her torch and plunges them into darkness. As you do so, uh, light... Um, Light faintly begins glowing from above where you guys know the the door previously was before being plunged into darkness, and is uh, once again written in this kind of old Silian tongue. And uh, you you kind of start to get a general general idea of the old the 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 syntax of of things, and uh, you actually know that it says um, only those clean of sin are pure enough to move on. Well, that's Talk that's where out. we stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yep, I'll see you guys on the other side. So we should have brought the child. (laughs) So are you going to have to, like, baptize me or something before we go through? Um, Yeah, come over to one of these pools and I will anoint you with uh, some of the water. And as best as I can acclimate or approximate, approximate the ritual, I will try to cleanse your soul and see if you can go through the doorway. Well, if your hands start burning, you know that <laughs> needs to stop. So wait, are we go- are we going to bathe Tog in the waters of Lake Minnetonka? <laughs> <laughs> On the shores of Gichigumi. Both of those lakes are a short drive away from me, so let's get in our cars and let's get going. So yeah, uh, you begin bathing him and uh, washing his face and so on, or her face. Uh, as you do so, um, the door actually begins raising up into the... Uh, into the archway. Um, it, it raises up about a foot before stopping. Hatam. I'll do the same thing to Hatam. Assuming Tiny Willow's okay with it. Yeah. As you, uh, as you kind of ritually cleanse Hatam, the, the door raises up another foot and is about uh, two feet off the ground now. And as you do so to Tiny Willow, it raises up another foot. I, th- I think we should get scurrying here. There's no point wasting all this water. And uh, at this point, Tog will, Tog will just um, sort of slide her legs underneath the uh, the doorway as it opens and just sort of crawl on through. All right. Sanus will take the time to perform the cleansing ritual on herself because I am not bowing over to go through the doorway. <laughs> so yeah, uh, as you do so, the door fully raises up into the uh, the archway and it is completely open for all to walk through. What do we see on the other side? I, I, I guess I will spark up my torch again if it is dark on the opposite side still. So yeah, um, you spark up your torch again. And uh, basically, it's, it's another hallway kind of gradually leading down further and further deep into the, the earth. And uh, presuming you guys continue heading forwards. After mm-hmm. another, another about five minutes, you get to um, another doorway. 
uh, as you open the door, it's a fairly small room, only about uh, say about fifteen feet in radius or in fifteen feet in in diameter. So it's it's quite small in here. Inside, there's there are murals along the wall, along with a single skeleton lying off to the side. As you guys actually uh, kind of open the door and look in, it raises its head towards you and then begins looking back on the floor again. Whoa, that was odd. Did you see that? Interesting. Yeah, that's one word for it. Uh, you you can go poke the skeleton there, Treebeard. Treebeard, if you uh, if you feel the the burning desire to. I'm I'm staying out here. Are there other statues around in this? Uh, there are not. So I'm gonna slowly unsheath my foil. Then all of a sudden, the stone thing's right behind you. <laughs> we hear some rumbling from above us, but nothing else. Tap, uh, tap. You, crap. As you unsheathe your sword, nothing seems to happen. I'm going to go over and just very lightly tap the tip on some of the bones of the skeleton. Just like, peep, 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 peep. Uh, as, as you do, uh, tap, tap away. Uh, it actually kind of raises its arms up and just kind of like shoves your sword off to the side and then goes back to just like staring at the ground. But it is not, it does not take a hostile move towards it. It's just like a go away pest sort of yeah. arm movement. And there's another door on the opposite side of this room. Yeah. It, okay. The other door doesn't look like there's any sort of uh, shenanigans on it. It looks like a regular old door. There's a, a nice little handle to pull on. What is the ske- skeleton looking at on the floor? Uh, nothing in particular. Just staring at uh, one of the little tiles on the floor. I, I guess I'll reach down with my big copper hand and sort of brush aside or feel around if there's something hidden there or something invisible. Uh, the skeleton uh, just kind of like looks at you and tilts his head to the side a little bit. And then uh, it goes back to just kind of like staring at the, the point you're pawing around. Not gonna lie, I really didn't like that. That gave me bad <laughs> vibes, and I'm gonna see that when I close my eyes now. So, <laughs> um, of note, um, the the murals on the wall in this room actually look um, like they were actually painted over some prior murals. You can actually like see a bit of fading here and there, where like a bit of the other stuff kind of leads um, leads through. Uh, the murals in the room depict uh, an army of Ventelli kind of charging into this um, these jungles and just slaughtering the, the various Scylian that were living here. I, I told you. I told you all. Th- this might be something of their own doing. So, uh, it, it, the, the murals do look fairly old, but it does display this kind of like image of, of numerous uh, Scylian and Lasari just kind of like dying in droves to the, this giant Ventelli army. I really hate the interior decoration in this dungeon. I'm just going to go on record and say that now. I want no ambiguity about my opinion. Noted. As creepy as this skeleton is, I don't believe that he is barring or aiding us on our path. So I say unless... Of of note, um, it actually looks like a Scylian skeleton. And based on the size, you'd actually assume that it was a female, not a, a male. Largely because female Scylian tend to be larger than the males. Well, Tog definitely doesn't know that, but I'm sure everyone <laughs> else in the room does. Yeah. But uh, 
talk will continue. If there's no pressing issue, the skeleton is giving me the heebie-jeebies, and I think we should continue on. I feel this is some sort of warning that all is not as it seems. I think it should hold patiently for a moment longer and let us inspect before we charge into a disaster. Tog will huff and then pretend to be interested in the murals as she kind of folds her arms and stares at the wall. I want to take the skeleton by the ankles and like just pull her back about half a foot. Like, see if she crawls back to where she was, or does she stop? Uh, she actually kind of, like, seems to try to shake your hand off and just kind of, like, moves back to her prior position. Yeah, see, that's weird. That is so weird. So she's covering something, or maybe she died here, and she didn't solve the riddle, and now eternally has to put her nose... I don't know. Everything else has been puzzles and riddles. This should be no different. How how exactly are you guys kind of like uh, splayed out in the room? Uh, Sanus is presumably right by the skeleton, along yeah. with Tog. Uh, what about Tiny Willow and Hatone? I'd say Tiny Willow's probably up with Sanus and Tog as well. So okay, um, yeah. So as you guys are kind of just uh, hanging about here, you actually see the skeleton start to kind of move and stand up. That's different. Ooh, the skeleton standing. Ooh. Tog whirls around. Uh, you actually hear um, a sound coming from um, down the down the hallway you came from. So as you guys are just kind of like uh, standing here looking around, uh, the small child comes in and comes running towards whoever who's closest to the door. I think Katom would be. Basically, um, she comes running out from the the hallway and just like wraps her arms around you, like almost like um, almost in a matter of like she's she's like scared. Of being in this area. And she just like wraps her arms like lovingly around you and starts like holding and hugging you. I'm gonna like pet pet her hair and just be like, shh, it's okay, it's okay. And uh, a- as that happens, uh, we'll actually roll up initiative because something's going to happen here fairly quick. Michael, what'd you get? 17. Oh, I got 15. <laughs> Tiny Willow rolls a mighty 11. And Tog gets a 15. Tog, what's your uh, initiative bonus? Uh, six. Okay, mine is eight. There you go. All right, uh, so yep, first up is uh, Sanus, as the skeleton actually begins lunging toward de- towards you guys. Weird. Uh, I'm going to take a step back and... I actually want to use my wind gyre power, mm-hmm. but rather than attacking the skeleton, I just want to just like whip around the room and maybe try to like wipe off the dust or the new paint and see if we can reveal what's underneath. Okay. All right. Uh, yes. Yeah, so you basically kind of just like um, try and like scrape off like the the, the most recent layer of uh, yeah. scour the mural. Uh, as you do, so um, the, the layer underneath uh, shows a number of people being really reverential towards that many-armed beast you previously saw. All of the Salian and Lasaria are all kind of like on the ground, almost almost in prayer to the, the many-armed beast. So that's what the skeleton was doing. It was, um, was it fenestrating itself? Um, no, no. It was, it was more kind of just like a... Lying against the the wall, almost like in in despair. Do we think that this skeleton is related to the child here? 
Um, if if you want, you can make a judge character check. Oh, that sounds like a thing I I'd be really bad at, seeing as I'm a sociopath. So, do <laughs> do virtues and vices are those uh, mechanical benefits or are those more role playing benefits? Uh, it's it's more um in, instead of having alignments in the game, we have the vices and virtues that just kind of act as general guides to character okay. actions. But, but there's no like mechanical benefit for going in line with them or anything it's mainly just to prompt as a role play thing uh there can be in some situations like if you actually kind of creatively tie it into something you might get advantage or a disadvantage on something but generally for the most part it's more role playing i'm really bad at judge character but my character is sociopathic and calculating so i imagine she would be the first one to jump to the mind of does this skeleton resemble this child? Because that's not like a normal person thought to have. That's a... Yeah, that's... it's just like... It, you see a skeleton, you're like, hmm, is this, does this look like someone I know? Right, right. That's not really a, a base instinct. So would I be able to get an advantage on that? They have the same cheekbones. It's not that big of a thing. <laughs> uh, sure. Okay, awesome. Um, I got an eight total. Okay, uh, so you kind of uh, look at... They actually do look a bit like they do resemble each other a bit. Sure, it's just, just in like as general much the skeleton can yeah. the child. Yeah, um, I say I think this thing might be the child's mother. As I say, as I draw my sword and get ready again. Then is the skeleton going for us or the child? Remains to be seen, friend. So uh, we'll hop over to Sanus. So the skeleton reacted when the when the child came in. So either the skeleton is wanting to attack the child because she's evil, which is what I think. All skeletons are evil. Or the skeleton is protecting the child thinking that we're evil. Yeah. So those are my two options. Um, Stand aside and see what it does, I say. Is there like a hold action? Is there like a... Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Then yeah, so, I'm going to wait to see what it looks like. Is it attacking us, attacking her, defending her, defending us? And then I'll decide what I want to do there, which will probably involve a lightning bolt of some sort. <laughs> so uh, next up would be Hitom, then. So you still got to go first, damn it. <laughs> uh, I know that there's a full defense action for, like, myself. Is there, like, a protect other person defense action? Or uh, I don't believe we have anything like that at the moment. Um, you could just uh, generally kind of try and be in the way. And kind of yeah. grant them advantage on any defense roll they make. I am going to do that, where I'm going to shield this young girl from the advances of a skeleton. And I'm using my seven points to do that. Okay, yeah, so you just kind of like uh, block up the way and make sure that it's, it's very difficult to kind of get a clear attack on her. So yeah, uh, after, assuming that's all Hatama would like to do. Yep. Then we'll go to Tog. Um... Tog has learned a lesson from the last room that there is more going on here than seems at first blush. So she is actually going to stay in her guard position, but she's going to stay steer clear of both the skeleton, the child, and the rest of the party. She's basically watching in the wings awaiting to strike if something happens, but she's also going to just wait and see what's going on here. Okay, okay. Uh, next up is a skeleton, and it actually does go at his home. So, uh, I will quickly... Oh, I want to step in and uh, attack it when I see that, if I can. However, excuse me, however the interrupt action would work here. Yeah, uh, so yeah, you can make your, your attack if you'd like. 
Okay. Uh, so I'm going to use my, I guess my lightning bolt. We haven't done that yet. That's fine in an enclosed environment, I'm sure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> lightning rank two, type active, save none. So I'm guessing I have to roll to hit. Yeah. And then if I hit stuff happens, I get my acuity bonus on this. That is going to be an 11 total. So he gets a five. So you do very clearly hit him. Okay. And that does level plus 15. So that would be 19 points of damage. Yeah. Uh, so you just blast the skeleton apart and it just kind of like explodes in a shower of uh, bones and, and a bit of like uh, kind of bone dust. Some, somehow the, the head falls straight down and does that little teeth chattering thing for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and um, as you actually uh, notice, uh, one of the arms, very briefly for like a second, begins kind of just like crawling towards Hitam. And I just step on it with my boot and just crush it <laughs> if I can. As you do so, uh, the, the very dim kind of like lights that were kind of illuminating uh, the skeleton's eyes just go out. Well, that was awful. Can you translate for me, Sanas? Yes, I will translate. Ask the child what happened to its parents, or if it's more willing to say anything about anything now. So I'll ask about the parents. I'll ask how long she's been alone. Like, how long has she been at the well, like where her parents have been away or whatever? Uh, she says, um, days. Why did your parents come into this place? She just, like, shrugs her shoulders and, uh, says they just kind of points onwards into the 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 well area. I don't know. This makes me feel very uneasy, but... Uh, well, I mean, if it is unusual for someone to rot down to the bone within days, but if there is some sort of animic energy going on here, draining, I could... I wouldn't... I'm no expert, but... Tiny Willow, do you have any insight? Could an advanced sort of field of decay do this to a being the decay seems to be happening everywhere to everything living i haven't seen anything like this in my time on this planet i'm gonna sniff around and see if i can't detect some magic down here okay that is a five <laughs> uh let me quickly just uh You've heard of magic. At least magic. I'm trying, folks. <laughs> oh, uh, can I get from you a magic save, good sir? Oh, boy. Uh, or madam, uh, Hitam. Yeah, so that is going to be an 11. So, yes, uh, you actually, um, for a moment, it, it was almost like your, your eyes kind of, uh, it was almost like something kind of was trying to affect your eyes, but then you kind of willfully just see through it. And you actually realize that uh, the, the small little child just kind of standing there isn't actually just a regular old child. While she, for just a second ago, she seemed like the sweet little Silian girl. She now looks more like this kind of emaciated grayscaled kind of monstrosity her her eyes are all like clouded over her her scales just in certain patches just kind of like peeling off uh, her fingers are like these like really gnarly kind of claws over the the kind of like nicer nicer fingers that silent normally have and she just looks like this horrendous monster 
And it actually seems like she had some sort of animus energy kind of surrounding her, making her appear as if she was a normal child. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out the RPGacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the Drive-Thru RPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.